and welcome to this week's bonus podcast where we have got an interview for you this week with the lovely Kate Spencer who played Grace on Coronation Street. Grace! Up until recently. Yes. Oh, what a cow, wasn't she, Grace? I know. what a cow bag. <laughs> Love it. I, I, I wondered whether they were going to redeem her at some point. I thought she they, was great. Yeah, from prison, but I did enjoy very much the antagonistic her relationship fall. with her and uh, from... Aggie. A ball from Grace, yeah. Well, I don't think she was ever in anybody's good books apart from mine. Glory fell from Grace as well. Apparently. Oh. Um, we anyway. are going to, yeah, anyway, after that disgusting introduction there, we're going to um, just cut right now because I had a chat with her earlier today and uh, to find out what she's about her time, a couple of years on Corrie and uh, a bit more about what makes Grace Vickers tick. So here's the interview. While many of us have spent the last few years working from home and catching up on a few box sets, Kate Spencer has been playing the role of Grace in Corrie, worked as an estate agent, a ticket seller, a drama school lecturer, run marathons and got engaged. Or so she says anyway, because if you've been enjoying watching her playing manipulative Grace Vickers, it might be hard to believe a single word that comes out of her mouth. Fortunately, I've got her here with me today to chat about this whirlwind of a time she's had on the cobble since 2019. Kate, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That was great. I love it. <laughs> no, you are now. How are you doing? How, you, yeah. how are you? I'm good. I'm not Probably bad. Good, good, good. What how, have you? Do you have a nice Christmas? It was good. It was busy. Um, probably a bit like everyone just because you haven't seen so many people in so long and then kind of reunited you want to fit everything in mm. um so we did two Christmases one at my partner's uh, family's house in South Wales and then one in my family's house in Derbyshire so split it and then just busy just just seeing everyone and then yeah. you just get tired and then there's the whole time and you just don't know what day it is and yeah. and, and then whether it's you nice should go out or not go exist, out yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so how would you describe your two years on Corrie um it's so hard because there's so many words that come to mind like whirlwind odd surprising um unexpected like so much because when mm. I first got cast as Grace I knew I, I was only meant to be in for a certain amount of time mm. and I knew my ending so I knew that I wasn't going to be Tiana's mum so in my head I was only going to be in it for like nine months on yeah. and off um and then obviously Covid hit so that extended it a little bit and put a break on all filming mm. um and then I just remember reading one of the scripts and and she was pregnant and I was like Hmm. <laughs> maybe is she going is she not going? what's happening with that so um, yeah it was and, and, and I actually throughout the two years I spent more time during the COVID era at COVID era than non-COVID times so I've actually most of the time that I was filming was with masks until the until the take and socially distance and lateral flowing and everything like that um mm. and PCR if we are getting closer so it was odd because of that because it just wasn't the normal more way of filming that they've been doing it for the past you know 60 years um yeah, not yeah. really socializing with other people in the green room because we all had to kind of stay in our own dressing rooms and things like that so it was odd but it was also amazing and I learned so much and met some really awesome people so it was yeah it was, it was great. Had, you, had you been much of a Corrie viewer before getting the part of Grace so when I was younger it's really funny my mum's obsessed like obsessed 
um, and has been since forever. It was always her dream for me to be on Gory. Um, <laughs> when we were younger, me and my sister actually decided to be really close in age. When it was the time when we're deciding who gets to sit in the front, you know, everyone always has arguments like, no, I want to sit in the front. Are you want to sit in the front? Yeah. Um, we decided that I was going to sit on the front on Coronation Street days. <laughs> so this is because we always used to watch Coronation Street. So I used to sit in the front Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Sunday when it was on Sundays. Yeah. So I got four days. She got three days, but she got a Saturday. So that was like, yeah, we used to watch it all the time when we were younger. Uh, my mum's obsessed. And yeah, it was great. So, yeah, it was just really awesome when it came up. It was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and and getting the job on the show wasn't the first time you'd met one of the cast is it am I right in thinking you had an encounter with Sally Dinovo at, at a restaurant once yeah in Chicago <laughs> like it I was know. so I know I studied in Chicago for like five months um as part of my course at drama school and I spotted her in I think it was either the Hard Rock Cafe or the Rainbow Cafe or one of those hmm. Rainforest Cafe or something like that and I saw her and I was like I was like, oh, I, I need to get her, because my mum's obsessed. I was like, I need to try and get her autograph. So I did that thing where, you know, when people are eating and I was like, I'm so sorry to, like, I was really sorry to interrupt. I think I was probably about 19, 20 at the time. I was like, can I just get your autograph if possible? And she signed it on like a napkin and I kept it for three months and then sent it, like gave it to my mum when I came back to the UK. Um, <laughs> she was lovely. And then when I bumped into Sally, when we were filming, I was like, oh, I was like, I actually met you like 10 years ago. Um, in, in America and I got you to sign a napkin for me to give to my mum. Did, <laughs> so, did you remember or did she say she remembered? I don't think she said she remembered but she was like oh your mum must be really really proud of you now. I was like she is. I was like I can't expect you to remember. <laughs> like it was 10 years ago it was very odd. <laughs> so um, you, that was quite a bold move going to speak to one of the cast members. So were you not particularly starstruck in meeting these um, people you've been watching on the TV all, all this time? I think I, when I first met them when I was filming mm. Um, it was, I, I was starstruck, but I try not to kind of be too, like, I was just trying to be myself yeah. and, and to a degree, you've also got a job to do. And they're, they're just people like they're lovely, generous, um, experienced, wonderful people. Mm. Um, but they are just people. So you, it's, it's, but they were, it was, it was odd. Like, I mean, um, uh, David Platt, Jack D. Shepherd, his character's like my age. So I just remember watching him from like grow up at the same time as I did. So it's just really odd because I was like, oh, I used to watch you and, and like um, with Sarah Platt and the, and the giving birth and all stuff like that. Like I remember it so vividly in the Richard Hillman, um, you and me always, that bit. Yeah. I like there's certain moments that are just so clear in my mind. And when you see them, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I watched you on TV when I was like seven and was like, like, yeah. yeah. So it is, it is very odd. Was there anybody <laughs> in particular that you were especially excited or even nervous about meeting? Um, I think, I think probably Sally, I was the most excited about just because of the whole, yeah. Um, yeah. And also Jane who plays uh, Leanne, because mm. I worked with her, real life husband on a play a couple oh. of years ago so I was really excited so I just met her very briefly at the time but I was really excited to meet her um I don't think so I think generally I was just excited more than I think I was nervous to be there in in its entirety but I think I remember that people are just people so yeah. I wasn't especially nervous to meet anyone else yeah but I and a lot of your time on 
A lot of your time at the beginning of the show involved working alongside the actors playing the various members of the Bailey family who had also only just come into the programme themselves, hadn't they, really? Was that helpful for you being involved with people who are also, you know, just got a bit of a head start over you? Absolutely, yeah. And any questions I had, they were so super helpful because I hadn't done that much screen work beforehand. So, So I remember I got the course sheet and I was like, what does NS mean next to my name? And then um, Ryan was like, oh, but you're not speaking in that scene. And I was like, oh, that's what it means. Um, so they were super helpful with stuff that I just didn't really have a clue about. Um, yeah. And just really, just really lovely people just to be around generally and obviously act with. Yeah. Was it important for you that you were playing a key role alongside Coronation Street's first black family? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's such a huge, it's such a huge new great addition and it's so important and um and relevant to our times to show who is actually represented um so that's that's been really important i think and it's a really lovely thing to always have um to kind of take away just to know that you were part of that um is is really really lovely and privileged really did any of the the stories related to race that um you you went through like the racial profiling story did any of that strike a chord with you have you ever experienced anything similar i haven't well i kind of put it into two sections i kind of um i call it like active and passive racism Hmm. so in terms of uh kind of active racism in terms of like if someone's shouting at you down the street or something like that and then passive is when it might happen but you're not massively aware of it maybe or mm. it happens yeah so I, I'm I haven't personally I feel very lucky that I haven't experienced any active racism I might have experienced passive racism passive racism but I'm not necessarily aware of it and I, I don't like I won't take it in sort of thing um so I wouldn't say they necessarily resonated with me as such um but they were as in with my experiences but I still resonate with the whole kind of situation and the character um but again it's super important that those stories are being told yeah and do you think Coronation Street managed to strike the right balance between the the issue stories that the Baileys were getting including the racism and just the general you know classic soapy drama stories as well I think so, yeah. And especially like with um, mine and Aggie's relationship with Lorna, um, that's kind of the, the classic <laughs> so mother-daughter-in-law stuff, which was really like so much fun to play. And uh, Lorna's just, she's so funny. Like she's, she's such, um, she's just this light. She's just like a burst of energy and a burst of light. And she's just, it's, just so much fun to be around she's just such a lovely person yeah and she she had you uh she had your number right from the start didn't she did Aggie because she knew there was something something not quite right about Grace and she was right honestly that that twist where it turned out that um that neither you nor Michael were Tiana's parents that was that was amazing that was one of my favorite moments of the year honestly so you say you knew that right from the start did you that you weren't going to be Tiana's mum yeah so I knew when I got cast um that that was the case so yeah. when when whenever I was doing anything throughout I always had that in the back of my mind whenever I was whatever performance I was giving yeah that was always at the back of my mind did, did, did the others because I know loads of did the other uh, yes uh yeah the Baileys did yeah yeah um yeah. I don't know if any any of the bigger cast did but yeah. the Baileys knew um yeah. but 
yeah it was so funny because I kept getting loads of messages and everyone's like she's not right there's something not right about her or um I'm not sure about and I was like yes you are correct (laughs) Um, there were lots of theories online and I think before the reveal came lots of people had thought oh I bet Michael's not the dad but I don't think many people were completely right about you not being the mums it must have been so fun to watch all the theories online it was that's exactly right look quite a few people were like oh I bet not the dad but then they were like but I didn't realize she wasn't going to be the mum either so yeah Yeah. that was quite fun (laughs) how did you find like the fan reaction to Grace in general because I can imagine can't always be easy to play someone who's clearly not supposed to be likable yeah I mean I I think well I hope I'm very different to Grace um (laughs) and that's fun to play um so it's nice to play someone that's completely different to your character and she does have a she, she is quite troubled as um, we've seen. So it, and it is quite nice to play a baddie um, to a degree. I think her reaction, uh, people's reactions to her, whenever I meet anyone, anyone's always really, really lovely. They always tell me that they hate my character. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, she's awful, but she's also quite great that she's awful. Um, And I'm like, yeah, she she is. (laughs) Um, So the, the reactions have kind of been as expected, I guess. People are never, I haven't had any case of people being mean to me they don't like my character but that's that's fine I'm <laughs> like not a lot of people would and I'd be a little bit shocked if they did really really I mean quite a few people quite like her and they're like oh yeah you go against Aggie yeah you bring Aggie down <laughs> um <laughs> but that's quite fun so what do you th- think drove Grace to lie and keep up the lie about her not being Tiana's real mum did you have to kind of consider that when you were playing the role yeah so I think Grace throughout thinks very, very short term. She just doesn't think about the consequences of her actions. Mm. And when, when she first saw Michael, she was just like, I got hurt in the first place, but therefore I want him to hurt. And mm. she just didn't think about it. And she just didn't think things through. And then I genuinely did think that she did fall in love with him and she did fall for him. And then she was like, what do I do now? Like I've absolutely messed up because mm. she didn't think about the consequences of her actions. Um, it's like that phrase when you, is it when you cut off your nose to spite your face yeah and she's just she just doesn't think about the long-term effects of her actions so I was thinking that was kind of driving everything throughout and being like oh what? so it, it definitely was a thing that was very relevant and um at the forefront of my mind and my decision making um mm-hmm. Grace. do you think that um she and Michael could have um worked as a long as a couple in the long term I don't think so because because she doesn't think about the consequences of her actions she just doesn't she just doesn't think about anyone else but herself to a degree and what she wants that's always her priority and bless Michael he he just tries so hard and he wants to please people he wants people to be happy he wants the family unit Mm. and she just isn't on board with that so I just don't fit feel that they would fit well because she won't him in the way that he needs to be supported um, she's just a bit take, 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 and she just doesn't give him what he needs. Um, and I think he realised that, um, even though he wants her there for glory, or wanted her there for glory, um, I think the bigger picture, he knows that actually, if it's a, it's a, if it's a choice between glory and 
um, their relationship is always going to pick glory. Yeah, yeah. Doomed from the start then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But just before your departure, we started to see another kind of side to Grace, one who would rather go out shopping or hanging at the Christmas market or whatever. Did you find that a little bit ironic considering the length she went to pass off Tiana as her, as her own daughter at the start of the time on the show? And now she's not wanting anything to do with her own kid. Yeah, but I think when with the Tiana part, she with the Tiana one, she was doing it more to get back at Michael and then to mm. get back with Michael. So that was the the underlying kind of driving force. And then in just before I left, she knew that she couldn't have Michael anymore, mm. and that Michael wasn't didn't want that family unit with her. Um, therefore, she was like, "Fine, I'll just prioritize myself then." Um, yeah. Start yeah. drinking, have a few. <laughs> yeah, hang, hang with Bay. Uh, is it? Um... Bernie, you were hanging around with the last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Would would you have stayed on Corrie longer if you could have done? Um, I think for Grace, it was time for her to go. Mm. Um, I think that she, I think for the and for the Bailey family, it was time for her to go because they needed to sort have some distance. I think from her yeah. and her awful ways. Um, also, I love theatre and I wanted to try and do some more theatre stuff mm. um that's what I kind of that's my background and things like that so I think for both the character and for me it was it was it was time yeah okay if, if you could have stayed longer though or if things had worked out differently are there any characters or actors that you would have liked to have spent more time with Ooh. um trying to think who I think would be a, like a good influence on Grace <laughs> <laughs> or if, if if anyone would be a good influence I don't, on I don't think anyone on Weatherfield's a good influence <laughs> no no that's very bad wow it's an interesting question I think um I think if she kind of got a job in in either Roy's or the pub or had some more interactions with people on a rather than a like a big storyline basis just like a interweaving kind of way that might yeah. have been really fun and really interesting for her just to mm-hmm. uh, just to see different parts of her personality rather than just her love life and um yeah and the baby yeah that's why it was quite interesting to see her and bernie at the end i suppose that it wasn't yeah, wasn't just you and the baileys but yeah I'm, i was trying to think like sometimes i guess if you come to work at corrie you'll make friends on the cast but never get a chance to perform alongside them did we were you able to still kind of Get, make friends with other cast members despite all the COVID restrictions or was it more a case of coming in acting than going home? Kind of yeah I mean I don't live in Manchester I live in Nottingham so I'm mm. not based up there either and then because of COVID we couldn't uh, really socialise at Coronation Street because of yeah. like at the set or anything because of COVID and then outside of during obviously we're mostly in lockdowns so um, we couldn't see anyone there mm. so I didn't meet that many people if I'm honest because equally when I first started I was um just a guest so I was there for a little bit and then left for a bit mm. and I was just coming and going um so I didn't I, obviously I met a lot of people and the tech team are incredible just everyone in the production side of it are just absolutely amazing um mm. and the actors as well that I did meet and did socialize with in the green room in the in the cafeteria and all stuff like that um but not hugely mostly because I don't live in Manchester mm. and just because of the nature of being there during Covid um we obviously had various restrictions that we just needed to yeah, follow. Yeah, of course. So moving away from Corrie then t- tell me a bit about you your life away from the cameras what makes Kate Spencer tick? 
Yeah. Um, uh, so I run a lot mm-hmm. or I did run a lot. I, so I'm a big runner. Um, so I did, yeah, during lockdown, I did 15 equivalent to half marathons. Um, so 21 kilometers. And then it was my 30th birthday in November. Mm-hmm. And I decided I wanted to run a 30K on my 30th birthday. Um, wow. um, <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> um, I mean, at the time, I wasn't enjoying it. Well, I was, but I was also very tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my sister cycled along with me with a bag of Tanfastics. So she was like feeding me <laughs> sweets and energy throughout, which was very welcomed. Um, so training, I love training. Um, I really like dancing. I used oh, yeah. to dance a lot when I was younger. I did a lot of Zumba. Um, mm-hmm. So I love, I love Zumba. Like I, I, I love it. Like it's just another expression, expressive way of showing how you're feeling and just getting your body out there and moving. It's great. Um, yeah. I love that. I love the standard kind of theatre and cinema stuff. I work at the box office, like you said, in Derby, which I, I really love. I love meeting and working with people, uh, which is really important to me. Yeah, why, why, why did you decide yeah. to keep going with those other, um, like with the, the box office when you were in Corrie? Is it just important for you to keep your feet on the ground or I, I don't know, what was, what was the idea yeah. behind it? I just, I, I love, so I am an actor and that's primarily what I want to do, but there are some things that I don't get from acting, which I get from other areas. So yeah. in terms of meeting and working with um, just everyday people, and customer like customer service I really really like that I like meeting and working and talking to new people um and especially in a theatre kind of venue so like from the box office so yeah I started there five years over five years ago now and in between all my acting jobs like I did a, a UK tour and I went on West End and then I came back and went on box office like a week later like I really I really really like it I also get bored really easily um, so I like just to keep busy um, and learning new skills and le- learning new, new stuff really so like throughout lockdown I worked in an estate agents which was really great and interesting and I, I learned a lot of in a completely different field oh, yeah. Um, yeah and then I lecture as well and I really enjoy that because I learn from them as much as hopefully they learn from me did um, you find that you um got recognized much as as being Grace from Corrie when you were doing these side jobs um, I do, um, it's mostly more now, to be honest, because yeah. um, jo- the estate agents was during lockdowns most of the time. So I wasn't really seeing that many people apart from viewing houses. Mm. Um, I'm away masks most of the time. Yeah. Um, so it's, if anything, it's it's been the last couple of months more than it was before because we just weren't going out and seeing, seeing people. Mm. But um, I also look, everyone says I look quite different. I know my hair is quite similar, but I look, I normally wear glasses and I'm quite tall. Um, people are generally just like, no, it's not her. She lives, she probably lives in Manchester. Um, <laughs> but you're also an awful lot smilier than Grace as well, aren't you? She's a bit yeah. of a sad bus, Grace was. She is. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you're like, you're a lot nicer in person. I was like, I hope so. <laughs> well, even um, on your Twitter bio, you describe yourself as a full-time optimist, don't you? Yes, I am. I try to be anyway. I know sometimes you, you need a bit of a down day, you need a little bit of a cry, but um, especially during lockdown. But um, I am. I am. I'm very optimistic, and I try and look on the bright side of things. Mm. Are you optimistic um, about the future? I am. Yeah, I, I think hopefully we've had the worst of. The worst of it in terms mm-hmm. of the pandemic and generally and and also like you've always got your memories that of stuff that we've done that's mm-hmm. been great and um 
in terms of my own like personal future, everyone's got a, their own definition of success. So, um, and I think that's quite like individual. So even if someone else doesn't think you're doing really well or doing certain things and actually it's like, but that's what I want to do. Mm. So some people are like, why are you still working on box office? Like, why are you still doing that? And I'm like, well, I, I really like doing that. And I'd rather do that than sit at home and do nothing really. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Do you, do you think that um, this future might include a return to the cobbles one day for Grace or is that a, a closed door oh, for you now? I have absolutely no clue. It's kind of, it just depends on on what they see the future of the Bailey, where they see the future of the Bailey family going, really. Mm-hmm. They do sometimes yeah. like to kill off the uh, the mums, don't they? <laughs> or in so, like 20 years time <laughs> or yeah. something like that, when Glory is like, hit it on her 18th birthday or something I don't know yeah yeah well I hope you managed to get some good uh, some good projects in the future back back on the stage as well you said you wanted to do yes I've done a little bit already um since leaving and um I've done an audio playing and other bits and bobs which is which is great like I say I like to keep busy (laughs) well thank you very much for coming on the podcast today Kate it's been absolutely lovely speaking to you and finding out about about you and uh, what makes you tick and um just all about your story about your whirlwind of a, a weird time in Corrie. Yeah, thank you. It was a joy. Thank you very much. Lovely. Well, <laughs> bye-bye then. Bye. See you later. Ah, oh, thank you, Kay. That was so lovely, wasn't it? Wasn't she nice? Yeah, that was good. It was a great interview. Considering she is such a sourpuss on the programme, the characters she plays, actually. <laughs> Kate Spencer is actually a very, very lovely lady. So acting. thank you. It was, it was acting. That's it what they do. It's I, don't know, I don't know how she does it. Um, yeah, thank you very much. That was lovely finding out a bit more about you. And uh, oh, all the oh, extra little projects and side things that you do as well. So um, wish you very, very best of luck for the future, Kate. And uh, you never know, maybe one day we will see her grace those hallowed cobbles again. Cause <laughs> trouble for the Baileys yeah, again. Yeah, that's right. Hope Stare so. it up. Hope so. Um, hope she doesn't end up like old um, old Kirsty. <laughs> you know. Or um, or, or many other just dead children's dead, mums dead at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep your fingers crossed for you there, uh, <laughs> for you, Kate. Right. Thank you everybody thank for you. listening. Um, do write in and if you want to say anything about anything, really, we're at conversationstreet at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all over the place. This is on YouTube, isn't it, by the way? We did a video interview today. So um, maybe you're not even listening to this. Maybe you just preferred watching it that way. Who knows? Right. We'll be back very, very, very soon with this week's normal episode of Conversation Street. But until then, ta from Gemma. Me, yeah, bye. And from me, goodbye. <laughs> the music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Podcast Themes.com.